Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, Sophie and I will be chatting with the wonderful Rachel, who sprinkled her pixie dust as a performer at Walt Disney World and Disney Cruise Line. Hi, Rachel. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, we're just buzzing to speak to you and hear about all your Disney journey as I actually watch you on YouTube. So we'll actually put your YouTube bio um, link in our bio so everyone can go and check you out and see because Rachel does amazing like Q&As all about Disney Cruise Line life. And it's been one of the most interesting Cruise Line videos I watch. So highly recommend watching Rachel's channel. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I do enjoy um, answering questions. I get so many questions and yeah, I'm just happy to help. I mean, so many people want to work for Disney uh, in any capacity and I feel like offering those people advice, someone that didn't get that uh, before starting, I think it's super helpful. So I love chatting about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, let's start with where you are in the world right now, Rachel. Yeah, I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, so it's quite cold and I'm currently quarantining actually. So um, perfect timing to yeah. have a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like that thing where you're like, oh, I've got absolutely nothing else to do. Like, let's <laughs> let's just let's just fill up my time talking to people about our favorite thing, you know, at the end have of the you, day. Have you always lived in Boston or have you moved around other than just working for Disney? Nope. I've always lived in Boston other than working for Disney. That brought me to many different places. But yeah, home has always been Boston. Boston's one of my favorite places to visit in the US, especially I used to work in Cape Cod. So the Cape is just stunning. So if I can get back there, I'll be there ASAP. Love it. <laughs> I love the Cape and Boston. And yeah, I think we take it for granted, but it is a really amazing place. It is. Amazing. Well, we've got so much Disney to talk about. So mm-hmm. let's start getting into things if, um, if you guys are ready for it yeah let's, let's do it. it so um Disney for a lot of people is a huge part of your life from the get-go pretty much you start watching Disney movies as a kid um but then for some people it's not the case so when it came to your love for Disney was that something that started at an earlier age or something a bit later Rachel actually it started at a later age I mean I always watched Disney movies and we did take occasional trips to Walt Disney World Um, but not that often, to be honest. And yeah, to be honest, I know a lot of people have the dream for their whole life to work for Disney. And that's like a lot of the friends that I met. But for me, that was not the case. Um, I truly didn't dream to work for Disney. (laughs) Like growing up, that wasn't something that crossed my mind. And it kind of just happened. And then I fell in love with Disney. But Yeah, that's kind of it. I was just kind of the most average kid, like as far as I watched the Disney movies, obviously. Yeah, of course. I was not like a fanatic or anything like that. Wow. When it came to applying for the Disney College program, because that's how your Disney journey started, what was it like? Because I know, um, obviously, when we do the CRP, we're kind of pigeonholed into merchandise or food and beverage. But how does it work for you guys? And what role did you kind of want? Yeah, um, well, actually, it was my best friend that kind of 
brought me there. Um, she went to school in California. So a lot of people there do the Disney college program because they're so close to Disneyland. Um, so that was the first I've heard of it was my freshman year of college. Wow. Um, yeah. So my best friend said she wanted to apply and, you know, we should apply together. So we both applied uh, for Walt Disney World. And I, you know, you can pick a couple of different um, departments that interest you. Uh, I don't exactly remember what I chose only because I knew that I was going to be attending an audition either way. So I ended up doing my phone interview and getting the position of a lifeguard, right. which actually did sound kind of fun to be honest, yeah. but still wanted to do the audition. I've been a performer and dancer my whole life. I studied dance in college. Yeah. So I knew that was the route I wanted to take. Um, so I flew to Atlanta, Georgia to audition. Um, wow, that's, they don't that's, have that's, any... a a, that's a bit of a trek. Like when you, when you think about the fact that this is, this is also like a limited space of time. It's not like you're applying for like a part-time or full-time role either. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that you're going for summer. So that's dedication to go all the way to Georgia for this. Yeah. Um, they don't unfortunately have any Disney auditions in Boston, which is really unfortunate, but Anyways, I, I just knew that that's really what I wanted to do. And my best friend as well is a performer. So we both really wanted to be performers. Um, so I flew to Atlanta, did the audition and um, probably heard back within a couple of weeks or maybe a month or so that I got a performer role and I was so excited and then started a couple months later. So what was it like when you got that phone call or the email to say that you got the job? Did they tell you exactly who you were going to be friends with or was it just kind of your performer? Um, they did specify what height range you were in. So my height range, what it said was monk slash poo. Okay. <laughs> and this is like someone that I was, I had no idea what I was in for. And when I saw that, I was literally like, oh my God, <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what the heck? Who, first of all, is one of my favorite Disney characters, like of all time. So just seeing that, I didn't even know if I was going to be friends with who or not, but either way, I was just like, oh my God, like yeah. that's so crazy. But um, yeah. It, I didn't really have any expectations. Like I truly got there and figured it all out. I didn't know anyone that had previously done it um, or could talk to anyone that, you know, had the experience. So it was truly starting from scratch. <laughs> it's like, I, I think for obviously from coming from the UK, it's a very different story because like Sophie said, we are, we know we, we're basically applying for a program where it's just Merchant Food and Bev. And you sort of, you sort of get a vibe in the interview for like which way they're like gonna lead you as well. But the fact that you've got the the like probability of having any location really or any position, but then to like get succeed in being a performer at Walt Disney World and then also being friends with like one of your favorite characters must have just been crazy. But as as a first time employee for the Disney company, do you remember what your first few days were like when you um, started this position? Yeah, um, it was actually my birthday was I think like the second day of my program. Wow. Um, 
and I had the best roommates. We did meet each other before on Facebook. So we picked each other and they were probably the best part of my program. Um, I loved them so much. And my actual roommate was my best friend who is from Boston with me. But the other girls we met were on just amazing. We still keep in touch. And um, yeah, I remember we went to the Polynesian Resort the first night to watch uh, the fireworks, which was then Wishes, which wow. yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and oh, it was just so magical. It was so surreal. I still couldn't believe that, you know, I had dropped out of college. I was literally already just in Walt Disney World getting ready to start. This was before training. So, you know, I had no idea what I was in for. And then um, training started and that was, I think like a five day or four day <clears throat> training, something like that. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the most challenging time in the entire program. It was like 10 hour days and it was August. So it was so hot. It was we feel, yeah, we were also August arrival. And I mean, we we also didn't, I don't want to break any magic, but we also didn't have it as rough as you when it came <laughs> to costume as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, obviously with performing on your college program, where were you kind of based the most and what shifts did you usually get? Yeah, um, well, I worked in all four parks and some resorts and restaurants, but um, I'd say the most, uh, sh the shift that I got the most was in Hollywood Studios, which I loved. That was my preference, uh, as well as the just the place that I got put the most, uh, because honestly, it's just the, the, um, the backstage was just comfortable to be honest like magic kingdom was extremely uncomfortable there was like wooden benches and you know just not ideal hollywood studios you were treated like really top notch there was like nice fluffy couches <laughs> it was just top of the line so i always loved being there and it was just a little bit more quiet and less stressed um I think it's quite interesting that you say that because I obviously back in 2016 Great Movie Ride was just about to close shop like it was a very quiet park as well when it comes to like attractions considering like Frozen had only just opened in Epcot like that year or the year before um like Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom like Animal Pandora like was just about to open Animal Kingdom. So there was all this buzz, but Hollywood Studios just was qu quiet for a period of time, wasn't it? And I can't, I, I'm not sure, Rachel, if your answer would probably be the same now <laughs> that Hollywood Studios is like <laughs> like crazy with Star Wars, Toy Story. And do you, do you feel like because the park was a little quieter in its big attractions that that made it a little bit easier for you? Yeah, possibly. I think so much of the attention was put over to other parks and traction. Mm -hmm. So I felt that like the vibe overall at Hollywood Studios with the managers and the leaders was very, very chill, to be okay. honest. Um, very chill. Whereas I would go to Magic Kingdom and like I said, it would be pretty stressful and um, yeah, just a little bit more strict, I would say. So Hollywood Studios was a great place to be and the leadership pretty much all stayed the same. So I often worked with the same leaders, captains, managers. So 
you know, they knew me where I feel like some of the bigger parks like Magic Kingdom and um, Animal Kingdom Epcot, they, I often didn't work with the same people, which right. I think made it more stressful. Yeah, it's that comfort zone, isn't it? That's what that's at the end of the day, it's a comfort zone, like with the people that you work with. I I can't imagine if our leadership was changing in the Raisin Crown, like every couple of weeks, I'd 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 also wouldn't feel great about it. So that totally makes sense with that. When you were like looking at your schedule each week, like you said, Magic Kingdom was a little bit more stressful, but was there ever a shift that you got on your schedule and thought, oh, today really? (laughs) Like was there a harder shift? Yeah, uh, Crystal Palace, man, that shit <laughs> is every performer's worst nightmare. It is just a maze. I only worked at Crystal Palace twice because I would often try to give it away if I ever got it. Uh, the first time is a blur, <laughs> to be honest. The second time I actually picked it up because it was when my family was visiting and my family, whenever we would visit Disney, we would go to Crystal Palace because we love Pooh, we love all those characters. So it was really special and I knew I had to just face the challenges and do it for my family. (laughs) Um, But it it was not easy. I never knew where I was. I couldn't see. No one was helpful. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna ask about like the the rotation on a shift in a restaurant over being um, at like a character spot. Yeah, like because obviously with a character spot, again trying to keep the magic alive. But like um, obviously the characters do get breaks. Um, there are there's like certain time periods on how long a character can be out um, because they need to go and have their snacks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but when it comes to a restaurant shift, is that a similar situation? Like, have you got a certain time that um, a character is allowed to be out, or is it a bit more free for all? Yeah, um, there's. Uh, I think it was thirty minutes or twenty minutes. I want to say thirty because we were indoors with air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, And yes, an attendant would come over at, you know, a five minute mark. So when you had five minutes left in your 30 minutes, they would come over, you know, tap you on the shoulder or or whatever, and let you know that you had five minutes left. And from there, you know, you can kind of gauge how much, how many more people you're going to meet, maybe like one or two more tables. So, and then you could just head back yourself. Okay. That's crazy. Like, because we would never like really know that when we're sitting down in a restaurant, we're just like, oh, they're just coming and going. Yeah, like, we don't exactly. see. <laughs> but um, I've got a question for you. So obviously, I know you were a dancer as well, but did you do dancing in Walt Disney World or were you just friends with four characters in Walt Disney World? Um, I did not do any dancing in Walt Disney World. I think I was just there for too short of a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, you know, get the opportunity. I think when I got there, I got there in August. So a lot of the auditions for like, Halloween and Christmas were either over or like just happening like right as I got there yeah so um yeah unfortunately I didn't get to dance or anything um while I was in Disney World would there be obviously if you could say right now you got offered a job to go back as a performer at Walt Disney World where would be your dream position to be a performer Hmm. Either Fantasmic or Festival of the Lion King. Oh, yes. That is a great shout. That is like, I, I actually think Fantasmic is like up there. It's one of my favorite shows. And so if you're a big Lion King gal, the Lion King. Yeah. 
I would die to be the bluebird. Yes. <laughs> I would die to be the bluebird in Festival of the Lion King. I'd love to be the princess, you're the one that sings, but obviously I'd need to be able to sing first, so that's enough. <laughs> um, but I think this is a good time to move over to um, the next part of your Disney journey. So um, obviously you've worked on uh, at Disney Cruise Line as well. What was the what was the thought process behind going to work on the cruise lines after working um, at Disney World? Because it is as much as it's still the Disney company, it's a very different part okay. of the yeah part of the Disney company in itself. Yeah, I remember nearing the end of my college program, um, some of the captains in backstage were talking about Disney Cruise Line, and never had thought of it before, um, but they were talking about it and. I remember telling them very specifically, like, I want to do that. And I don't know why I remember that moment, but I do. And then after my program, I went back to school um, here in New England. And uh, I was just so unhappy. Like, I think everyone gets this blues when they leave the college program. Or the, I think it's called, like, the DCP depression. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Disney depression yeah. is so real. When, like, so yeah. real. When you leave, it's just so sad. You just were in this bubble and it was amazing. So I went back to school, was so unhappy. It was winter, it was cold. It was just not where I wanted to be. I missed performing. I knew I wasn't done with Disney by any means. Yeah. So um, there was an audition. They have like two, I believe, seasons of auditions each year for Cruise Line. So whether that's like fall and summer or fall uh, fall and spring or summer and winter sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's like um so I auditioned in Pittsburgh I flew to Pittsburgh it was like a long weekend so I didn't miss school um and I really thought it was a long shot I didn't know anyone that had done cruise line I didn't even work with anyone in the parks that had done cruise line so I was like this there's just no way and their casts are very small there's the smaller ships have like 14 or 15 cast members and then the larger ships have like 20 or something so it's like a very select few so I they're just I had no chance it's rare basically yeah yeah, it's a rare opportunity I didn't think I was gonna get anything um but after about a, a couple weeks, um, after that audition, I got a phone call. I was actually, I remember it so vividly. I was on my way to ballet class, which like in college. And I was literally running out the door. I saw a number from Florida and I was like, let me just pick it up. See if it's <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> um, and it was the casting director offering me a contract and you know, she said I could take some time to think about it, which I did because like I said, I was running out the door and also wanted to, you know, tell my close family and friends. Yeah, of course. So, but I think it was that night after I told, you know, my family that I called back and accepted, uh, but it's a long journey from there. Like once you accept it, that really doesn't mean anything. That's like a verbal agreement. So it took four more months Mm -hmm. to go through the process. Um, Granted, the the contract wasn't going to start until July and this was probably in March. So it literally took like up until the last day until my contract started to go through all the paperwork, 
everything that needed to be done. You needed like medical um, examinations, background checks, and they just took forever. You need to sign all these contracts and everything. So um, that was stressful. And for a lot of that time, I didn't even know, like, is this really happening? Like, (laughs) you know, because it's so unsure up until you literally get there. Wow. I was going to ask, like, what was the rehearsal process like? Because obviously we've spoke to other cast members who work on the ships and it's more of a sense of they go to the traditions and they kind of go on the ships. But for you, you're actually going on to perform shows. So where I, I've watched your vlogs, but obviously other people might not have. So where did you do your training for that? Yeah, um, we trained in Toronto, uh, which is in Canada, which is an amazing city. I had never been there. But that probably is the highlight of both of my contracts was being in Toronto for two months training. Um, And they have this headquarters there with um, amazing rehearsal studios um, that are underground. Um, And yeah, it's, it's almost like pretty cool knowing that they're there when everyone walking around in the city has no idea that like anything else is actually like underground right yeah. now. <laughs> so um yeah it was it was a great time um we learned all the shows um got everything prepared we trained uh yeah and then we were pretty much we were ready once we got on the ship how does it work because obviously you were auditioning with your cast um so when you went on the ship was it like a changeover straight away was there a couple of days for the, the cast to change like how does that work Yeah, so you get to the ship and you're on for two weeks with the previous cast. So it's called crossover. So basically, um, while you're crossing over, the previous cast still goes about their normal schedule and shows and everything while you do a whole lot of training. And also, I think the most time consuming part is all the safety training. So because it's a ship, you have to be like just as qualified or certified as like most of the crew members there. So, you know, you have to learn, You we got like a firefighting certificate and like, yeah, you go through a lot of training, like worst case scenario, ship sinks, like what do you do? All of that, even though your role as a performer is so the opposite of, you know, safety duties, but also it's very, you know, you learn that it's actually very necessary. Um, You also learn safety when on stage because it's rocking and, you know, being in the middle of the ocean, there's so many different things that could go wrong than if you're performing uh, on land. (laughs) So yeah, two weeks of that, and then some, but then the the previous cast will leave and you take over fully. All the shows are done by, you know, the new cast. Was it daunting like that first night performing on that ship when it was like your time to finally get on the stage? Yeah, I have to say, I don't really remember it that (laughs) well, (laughs) but I just, I think it was just so overwhelming. you know, with everything, like, you know, you say goodbye to your family for nine months Mm -hmm. and you walk in and you have this tiny cabin, like a closet size, and you've brought in two suitcases to last you nine months. And, you know, obviously you do meet all these people in for two months in Toronto. So it's not like you're coming onto the ship with all new faces, but 
it's still just it is daunting of uh, course yeah and uh, um so what ship were you on rachel my first contract i was on the fantasy which is the newest and one of the larger ships and then okay. my contract i was on the wonder which i um i actually preferred that like once you do your first contract you can kind of get in touch with casting and give them your preferences so after my first contract I said you know I would like to come back maybe in a couple months yeah. I need time and I would like to be on one of the smaller ships just because a change of scenery mm -hmm. and yeah so I got to do that and both ships were really great I had to say I think I preferred the fantasy um I I think you work a lot less not a lot less but <laughs> Your schedules are a little bit lighter because uh, with a bigger ship comes a bigger cast. Of so there's, you know, more variety in your schedule as far as time off. Yeah. Um, because there's more people to do the job. So um, the smaller ship is, is very tough to, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Obviously, each ship does different shows. Um, I've only done one Disney cruise. I was on the Dream, and Bradley, you were on the Fantasy. Fantasy is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, what was your? Obviously, each ship has different shows and like a different um kind of schedule for entertainment. So, what was your favorite show to perform that you performed? Um, I think my favorite show to perform was either Disney Dreams or, yeah, I would have to say Disney Dreams, which is. It, we actually redid it. So Disney Dreams has been um, on the ships for a very long time, but our cast uh, revamped it, I guess you can say, or we were the first cast to do the new version of Disney Dreams. And uh, I just loved it. It was so magical. It gave you like the goosebumps, even though I wasn't the one watching it, but you still could like feel that yeah. from the audience. Um, was yeah, it so it was Disney Disney Dreams is one of the original shows, isn't it? That Disney puts on the cruise ships. Are the original shows because am I right saying you've got dreams and then wishes? Am I right saying that? I don't Wishes is actually uh done now. So they got rid of oh, wishes really? on my first contract. Um yeah, I feel like it either needed a revamp immediately or it needed to be cut. Um yeah. it was getting old and I think you know Disney puts their money in the right places and I think dreams um was definitely the right place to put it like that is really an amazing show um right. it basically is Peter Pan meeting this little girl and taking her to all these different places where she meets all these different characters and yeah so it's it's really a, a wonderful show yeah I don't think I got to see that one on the dream I think we had believe is that right Yes, Believe yeah. also is a really like feel good show. <laughs> it's I would say it's very similar to Believe. Oh, I was going to ask as well. So obviously you were a dancer on the ship and a performer. So can you tell us what your roles were on the ships? Yeah, sure. Um, so as far as the performing in the shows, um, I was a dancer. So I mean, I think we would perform maybe three nights a week for shows like there was three shows three big broadway styled shows so uh we would do three nights of those shows and we would perform them um two times in a night um and 
And besides that, I was also some beloved characters and um, princess. And also my first contract, we had Star Wars Day at Sea, which was unbelievable. I was not a Star Wars fan until I got a role in Star Wars Day at Sea. Um, I was really great friends with Ahsoka Tano. Oh my God, that's like cool. (laughs) Yeah, who recently appeared in The Mandalorian, which I was obsessed with, but I was great friends with her. Uh, Yeah, first time meeting her, first time hearing about her, but it was such a great experience. Um, And then for both contracts, I was really great friends with Princess Belle. That's amazing. That's quite the contrast as well. (laughs) Quite the contrast indeed. It was, yeah, also daunting. Like getting to train with um, people in the Star Wars realm, you know, in in Disney creatives, it was very, very different than what I had been doing. Um, I had lightsaber training. (laughs) It was like really crazy stuff. Um, And... And does that does this training take place before you get on the ship? Because obviously Star Wars Day, stay Star the Star Wars cruises only take place at certain points throughout the year, don't they? They're almost like in the middle of um, the regular cruise sailings. Um, yes. So would you have that before you go over to um, Florida, or is it is, is it something that you do like while you're on board and rehearse there? Yeah, it's actually something at least while I was there that we did on board. Wow. Uh, I think because casting when you sign your contract, um, we actually didn't know about our roles in Star Wars Day at Sea yet. So once we got to Toronto, um, it was nearing the end of my training in Toronto. They let me know that I was going to be friends with Ahsoka. Um, So, and then, you know, going through my mind, I'm like, do I train? Like, what is going on? And, um, but yeah, so we get on the ship and, uh, Star Wars Day at Sea started in January so right after Christmas was finished Star Wars Day at Sea would start um, and I want to say like two or three weeks before we trained on the ship so a little bit of extra work time um, on board but it wasn't too bad you know. How does your day work at sea because I know different roles you're working for like 12 hours all day is it like that for performers um it's definitely not as brutal as other departments I seriously feel so bad for some of the departments like that just are so overworked um but we basically a day in the life if it was a sea day which means we don't stop at a port we are on board all day long um we would start at eight and we would have, the performers would have an hour to get ready. So do makeup, put on wigs, put on costumes um, and all that. So no, you don't have to do that like in your cabin or before you you know, are scheduled to do that. Yeah. Um, and then we would usually have sets in the morning. Um, so things like princess gathering. So all four princesses would meet um everyone that had tickets and that was like a two-hour thing it's supposed to be like an hour and 30 I think but it would always kind of go like two hours yeah um so and then we would have a lunch break which usually I would opt to nap (laughs) 
um, after, you know, waking up early and just being exhausted, I would, you know, take a little nap and then um, there would either be a couple more sets or the princesses also did something called Royal Court Royalty, which was a ticketed event where I, I think it was like maybe 20 um, guests, which would be like a, one little girl and their parent would get a ticket to this tea party. Um, which would take place in one of the restaurants and the princesses would show up and, you know, have this little tea party. Um, and that usually was like a two hour event. Um, that only happened twice a week though. So, you know, if that wasn't taking place, usually like a couple of sets would be taking place instead. Mm -hmm. um, and then at night we, there was a, a bunch of different things that could happen. Like we had pirate night. So on pirate night, we would have the uh, pirate show on the deck stage, which was really fun with characters and a lot of dancing. Yeah. Um, pirate night was one of my favorite nights on the ship. Yeah. I, I loved pirate night, it was so yeah. great. Fireworks would take place that night. And, um, but you know, if it wasn't a special night like that, we would just do more sets or that would be maybe a show night. And on the show nights, then the dancer performers would head to the stage and do their two shows. And the performers that were not dancers would, would continue doing sets. Wow. So wow. a lot going on at all times. Definitely. <laughs> How would you describe your crew life? Cause obviously life on land, life and sea is totally different. There's always, people you either love cruise line or you hate it I think that's the kind of get, vibe you get off people so what was it like just living on the ship with thousands of other people yeah I mean there were good days and there were bad days for sure um like and this is how I know it's not Disney because I loved my college program I yeah. loved working in the parks Disney is amazing but ship life is a beast to take on. It really is a beast. Um, you, I mean, you're overworked, if I'm being honest. It's 70 hours a week. Mm -hmm. So, and it's seven days a week for nine months. Like yeah. literally no days off. So you're overworked, but at the same time, that is what you sign up for. Uh, you yeah so there, so there is transparency transparency in that I guess when you do like it's not like you get there and you're like oh well I wasn't told about this right no you do sign a contract and the hours in there are in the contract I think it says you could work up to like 95 hours a week like, which I know some people did some departments do and like I could never like but, food and beverage you look at food and beverage we've had one on the other day and I was talking to like our server on the ship and he was like you know you were working all these hours obviously they sign up for it yeah they'll get tips and stuff so it's worth it for some people like that's their dream job and they love it but it's such long days yeah at the same time though I think that there isn't much else to do on the ship other than work to be honest um for crew members at least like you know, if you go on for a vacation for a week, then there's so much to do, so much to see. But when, you know, your contract is nine months long, uh, you know, things are limited. So, yeah. and it is great on port days, we were able to get off um, and, you know, explore a little bit, usually not as long as the guests would have off, uh, but, you know, we would have some decent time. 
uh, off, which was always great. And that's personally why I really wanted to do it was because I love traveling and Disney combined, like what a life. Oh, the dream, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's very, very challenging. You, by the end of your contract, you are just absolutely exhausted. Um, and yeah, both after both contracts, I went home and pretty much laid in bed for a month (laughs) and just recovered from what I had just been through. Of course, of course. I mean, I I have to touch on the living situation as well. And when it comes to both sides, like the um, college program and um, living on a ship, I'm sure they're very different. Um, um, I always say at this point, RIP Disney housing, gone but never forgotten, saddest times. Um, Something great though. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like Flamingo Crossing looks like the bougiest like place I've ever seen in my life. But um, but tell us about what housing complex you lived at on your program, and what what the main I guess main differences were between uh, living on <laughs> yeah. a ship. I lived in Commons, which I loved. It was actually like we got really lucky. It was like a nice apartment with like hardwood, and I think it was maybe newly redone, hmm. possibly. Um, and I had six roommates, so, you know, the cost was good because, you know, more roommates you have, the better. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It was a great experience. I loved living in Disney college program housing, best choice. Um, I used the buses. I didn't have a car. Um, also I'm not mad at that. I actually ended up liking the bus rides because, you know, you can pop in your music and Yeah. yeah, I didn't mind them to be honest um and I mean we're we're obviously the Transtar buses are slightly unpredictable you don't know (laughs) if you're ever actually going to make it to work but you know we move on (laughs) yeah but you know it wasn't the worst thing Um, I tell people that that are looking to do it they're like do you need a car I'm like absolutely not you do not need a car it's probably nice to have but honestly just as well to use the buses of course Um, so in comparison on the ships um our quarters were tight. We all had roommates. So just one roommate um, and they were bunk beds. Um, And yeah, so basically you could bring like two suitcases, I would say maximum. Basically they say when you're like going on the ship, you need to be carrying your stuff yourself. No one's gonna help you. So whatever you can fit in your hands, is what you can bring. So for me, I brought two suitcases. Um, I think it's extremely overwhelming when you first take a look at your cabin and you have your two giant suitcases and your roommate with two giant suitcases and they literally don't fit. (laughs) Like walking into the cabin, the middle, like the, the free space in there is like, you can like put your arms out and touch like the walls Wow! Uh, and the bathroom like let me just say you could be on the toilet and in the shower at the same time (laughs) that's mad it was quite the adjustment um was it difficult working and living with someone that you weren't so close with because I heard some girl that came on the podcast the other day and she said you only room with someone who's the same role as you whereas at Disney World you're living with people from all over property essentially 
Yeah, that's very true. Um, we, the performers stick together. So we go to Toronto, stick together as a cast, all go onto the ship together. And at the end we leave together, but we also do room together. So um, I personally had a great experience with it. I do know people that did not. Um, my first roommate on my first contract loved her, absolutely loved her. She ended up being my second one as well. Um, we got along great. We were great roommates. Um, we actually were both performers, but we're also in different roles. Um, okay. She did, she was not a dancer and she was not a princess. So we did have like some differences, you yeah. know? Um, we weren't like, I mean, the thing is, is with a cast of 15 or 20, like you are always constantly with each other. Yeah. So you really can't escape it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and on my second ship, sorry, on my second ship, um, uh, she was a princess as well, uh, but loved her. So both both roommates, like we became best friends and it was like really great situation for me. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm easy to live with, like I'm pretty easygoing. So I think you have to have that mentality when you're going to work on a ship and live on a ship because you are in such tight quarters. You're with these people for nine months. They are your family, they are your friends, they are everything. So you have to be open-minded and easygoing. And you know, that's all I can say for, for advice for people that would like to go live on a ship. I just got like a really random question. We're just like throwing 20 questions at you. You're probably like, oh my God. <laughs> but when you're on the ship, obviously you say you're with the entertainment all the time, the performers. Do you get to like make friends with other departments quite easily or is it kind of difficult? Um, it, I'd say it's more difficult than maybe some other departments, but we definitely do. I met so many great friends that were in other departments because entertainment does work often with some other departments for example we would have little shows in the um like the kids lounges and stuff so we would you know kind of work with the employee the cast members crew members in those spaces um obviously the uh the stage has all these crew members for tech and lighting and yeah. all of that so we become really close with them um and what else? I mean, food and beverage, a lot of them, we do some character dining. So, you know, we did get close to some of them. And yeah, I mean, we got a good experience. We get, because we're so diverse in where we work, we work all over the ship. We're not just like in one location. Um, so we see a lot of people and we do get to know a lot of the other uh, crew members, which is really great. Of course. Um, I mean, I'm sure we could sit here for hours and ask you all the questions, but we are going to wrap things up. And I want to ask you, um, Rachel, if there's been a memorable experience um, like from your program that you've had, whether that's with a guest or something you've done while you've been working for the company that has really stood out to you as like a number one moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was actually with Disney Cruise Line and it was my first contract. Um, it was nearing the end of my first contract and this little girl was on board and she was, I believe nine years old. And she was 
she basically was Belle herself. She basically yeah. resembled Princess Belle. She <laughs> she was absolutely incredible. She would come to every single meet and greet and would be dressed in the according dress. So Princess Belle was the only princess who had multiple uh, dresses. So she had her blue like village dress. She had her gold dress and her Christmas dress. So this little girl came to came all decked out. She brought all three. She, you know, would make sure she got the right one for the right set. She would come to everything. Um, and, you know, I made a lot of really uh, magical moments for her just because she was so special to me. Um, and, you know, we do a lot of strolls on the ship so we could just stroll around freely and meet with anyone we wanted to. So, um, and those are not advertised, so people don't know about it. People don't yeah. know what's happening. It's just random. Yeah. Um, but for her, because I knew she did not want to miss one bell appearance, she just would be beside herself. So I did let her know where to meet Princess Belle when she would go out for a stroll, and she never missed it. And often that week, Belle just walked holding hands with her around the ship. I mean, honestly kind of paying no attention to anyone else because she was just too special to not I mean the questions she would ask were like baffling like the randomest questions from you know the Beauty and the Beast story and I was just like how can Belle answer this <laughs> um he was so, so special at the end of the cruise um her mother like dropped Belle of really cute little note um actually inviting Belle to go stay with them <laughs> which obviously Belle cannot do she cannot leave the ship but yeah. um, she gave Belle like their email and contact info and all this so of course like you know the people that handle Belle's emails and all that were able to get in touch but cool. she was just so special so so special oh, I love that oh, that is that's like truly magical like truly magical yeah. and for you um to be friends of Belle and to see all this happening uh, must have just been so great but we've got one final question for you Rachel and it's a tough one because we all just want to be living our best lives in the Disney parks right now all the cruise ships or whatever um so the final question is if you could go to any Disney park resort cruise line area anywhere Disney in the world right now where would you go and what would you do um, well, that's a hard question because <laughs> I've never been to Disneyland Paris and I think that's always been on a bucket list of mine. Yeah. However, like I haven't been to Disney World in so long and that is home to me. Mm -hmm. That was my first Disney home. I would definitely go, honestly, just to watch the fireworks spectacular because yeah. it gives me goosebumps and that's like a feeling of home to me. Um, that's what we did on my first night of my contract my college program so my first day as a cast member all of our, my roommates we watched the fireworks and on our very last day of the program we sat and watched the fireworks and cried together and you know I you know I think it's special to everyone obviously but I think I would just die to just go to Disney World and watch the fireworks show yeah. Get us <laughs> there, <that>. right? <laughs> yeah well, it's been amazing having you on and I bet everyone's going to have loved this episode because it's so it, it's so interesting to obviously hear all these answers about Cruise Line because it's true, these things we don't actually get to hear about. So it's really interesting to hear for anyone that wants to be a performer or not. It's 
it's great so anyone that can go and check out Rachel's YouTube because you'll hear even more Disney information there but thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for asking me to be on this was so much fun I I love talking about this stuff and um yeah if anyone has any more questions feel free to reach out I love chatting so yeah. there we go amazing and yeah I, I from me as well Rachel just want to say thank you so much for coming on I really appreciate it so huge thank you to Rachel everyone Woo! <laughs> um, but this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast member. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, everyone, and bye for now.